Hello listeners, so before we get started, I just want to let you know about something amazing that went down this week. Thanks to two of our listeners, Claire V and Nick from another great Adelaide-based podcast, Pods in the Key of Springfield. Dan and I got nominated for the Historian of the Year Award as part of this year's South Australian History Festival. Now, because we'd been nominated and because we also had a show as part of the festival, some festival bigwigs ended up coming along to our show and checking us out, and we ended up winning an award. We didn't get Historian of the Year, but we did get the award for Emerging Historians of the Year for 2018, which is just incredible. So the award was handed out at the closing ceremony of the South Australian History Festival at the Adelaide Town Hall. And the festival has been delivered in conjunction with the History Trust of South Australia. So we got to meet the Lord Mayor, uh, as well as some well-loved radio and TV people like Keith Conlon and Carol Whitelock from the ABC. Uh, now don't worry if you missed it, because we grabbed plenty of sound bites, and we're going to do a proper episode covering the night uh, in the near future. Uh, now that the History Festival is over, we are going to return to doing our weekly Thursday release schedule. So there's plenty of Adelol to come over the next few weeks. But for now, sit back and enjoy the first half of our History Festival show, which we recorded live at the Little Bang Brewery at Stepney. And once again, a big thanks to Claire V and Nick from Pods in the Key of Springfield for nominating us for this award we just we're over the moon thanks guys and thanks to everyone that supported us over the last 12 months all right let's get on with the live action welcome everybody thank you very much hey, how are we all doing okay. This is sensational. Have we got any claustrophobic people in the room tonight? Okay. We yeah, clearly good. did not expect anyone to rock up. This is beyond our wildest dreams. Yeah. I didn't even think this I many people... I looked at the event this morning and I was like, there's 45 people saying that they're going to come. And it's a room that fits about four people. So. <laughs> but look, we are here for South Australia's History Festival. Some so many amazing events going on, including this one today. I'm not saying this one's amazing. We'll get to that. But well, uh, we'll, we'll see how it that's goes. That's for you to judge. But not on social media. Just keep it to you. <laughs> keep any negative don't feedback us off on the internet. Thank yeah, you. that's the advertiser's that's job. That's there forever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we are Adelol. We are a heaps good history podcast which explores stories from South Australia's unique and, and often, often hilarious, hilarious history. history. And if there's anything we know about history in South Australia, it is hilarious. Come in, take a seat on the back lounge, guys, wherever you can find a spot. That's great. Musical yeah, chairs. When the podcast it. stops, oh, look at the pants up. on this gentleman, Kalian. Oh, Kalian, how are you, mate? Very well dressed. Yeah. Sit very on the well floor. We man. don't mind. Sit on the floor. Yeah. But anyway, we are here today doing a live podcast at the Little Bang Brewing Company. What a venue, what a place. They were so kind to let us come here, run amok in their room. You know why this is such a good venue as well? Why is that, mate? Because the beers are outstanding. The beers are actually they outstanding. Really are. We review a beer. Every single week on the on the podcast. But it looks like we have a few beers uh, to review today. Yeah, we do. So we've got the whole selection to go through. So we'll go through them as the show goes on. But here's the premise of the show for no one who's listened before. I take a piece of South Australian history, I put in hours of research, I put in hours of my own 15 time. 15 minutes of looking at Wikipedia. Pretty yep, much, yep. pretty much. Um, but Tom doesn't know what the story is going to be about. Now, I'm a born and bred South Australian, so I know a fair bit about history, but Tom here... I moved here in 2003 at the age of 15, 
And so I bring a touch of the outsider's perspective. So it doesn't know much about South Australian history. Things get a little weird. That's all I'm going to say. Things get a little weird. Yep. But we're here at the Little Bang Brewing Company. We are. We're here for South Australia History Festival. We're really excited. There could be some coarse language for anyone who may be offended by those That's things. That's right. Let's share with the uh, the audience what happened today. Somebody sent you a... Uh... Someone's, is Nicole here at all? Nicole, is that you? Hi, Nicole. How are you? Thanks for coming along. I get a message this morning on my phone saying, Hi, your show looks great. We'll prove you wrong uh, in that yeah, sense. But just, um, yeah. your show looks great. But uh, would it be suitable for a 14-year-old? And I said, mm, probably, probably not. Probably not, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. thank you very much for coming anyway, Nicole. Um, got some time off to yourself at least. So lovely. Thanks That's for coming right. along. And, I uh, can't believe you have a 14-year-old looking at you. So well done. So <laughs> the flattery on this guy. Oh, well, I, do, I do what I can. Yeah, why don't you say nice things to me like that? Uh, it's, it's well, brutal. I, I would believe you have a 14-year-old the <laughs> no, way you're yeah, looking, yeah, okay, you thanks. ragged piece of shit. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Dan. All right, let's get on with the show. Let's get on with our first beer, though. The Pinkening. The Pinkening by Little Bang Brewing Company. This Look at that. This is sour. And, oh, who's uh, got that going on? Yeah, hey. it's a couple of people. Um, it, it sour's hey. sort of been very popular over the last couple of years. If anyone drinks ha or likes to have a drink at the Wheat Chief Hotel, they do a very nice sour. We're not allowed to mention other hotels here, I think. But uh, these guys, <laughs> these guys do the best sour. Let's have a taste. Okay, let's go. I've never had a pink beer before. Oh, that is sour. That is, but it's good. It's good. It's, it's good. good. It's great. Yeah. Excellent. But anyway, we've got a story for you today. Let's and we've got a little bonus story afterwards we as do. well. We do. We have a little bonus story. So uh, we're going to do a reverse Adelol today. So I'm going to tell a story to Dan, and he's not going to know what the story is going to be about for once. It's Normally it's me not knowing what's happening and trying to uh, work my way through it with dick and fart jokes. Today it's going <laughs> to be Dan doing the exact same. Okay, so... I thought, let's do my research. Let's find something local. Let's captivate the curious. Come on in. And today, Welcome. we're going to learn a little bit about the story of Stepney, where right. we are today. Now, you think, how much history can one suburb hold? I had to cut out so much stuff that I would be here all day if okay. I could be. Okay. But we're just going to share some hilarious highlights so of Stepney. This is the best bits of Stepney. Okay. And the best bit is the Little Banger Brewing Company. Absolutely. But anyway. I agree. Couldn't agree more. Let's get on with the show. Tom doesn't know what this is going to be about. Let's get into well, it. I do now, but. Well, yeah, you do now. Yeah. So, oh, and, uh, thank you for coming to this instead of the Body, Mind, Psychic, and Cannabis Expo, yeah, by the way. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was actually quite disappointed that I miss, had to miss that for <laughs> today's recording, but you know, you can't have it all. Can't have it all. But anyway, Stepney is a small triangular suburb near the city of Adelaide. So it's triangular? Yes. Okay. Hypotenuse. Right. Uh, within the city of Norwood, Paynham and St. Peter's, three kilometres from the Adelaide CBD. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's now somewhat of an affluent suburb uh, with some light industry, like we can see around here. But for most production of being one of the light industries. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but for most of its history, Stepney has been extremely working class with many small houses on tiny blocks of land. Oh. Now, Stepney was actually named after an inner city district of London by Mr George Muller. Uh, who founded Stepney, mm -hmm. uh, and the, in 1850, he created what is called the Village of Stepney and built the Maiden Magpie Hotel. Okay. So one of our state's first hotels <coughs> just down the had road. I've a drink at the Maiden Magpie Hotel Excellent. before. So they've got a very nice wood fire in there. So, so uh, George is from London. Uh, he, land shoe, governor. he landed in Port Adelaide, which in those days was called... Port Misery. Port Misery. Yeah, I, yeah, I know that. You can kind of see, see why. In those days... <laughs> 
<laughs> Colloquially referred to as Port, Port Misery. Some things only back then. Some things never change. Um, but he landed there for the first time in 1836, which is actually when the uh, colony was founded. Yes, that's yeah. right. Uh, however, he went back home to England. Hence the basketball team, Adelaide 36ers. So you now you know. I already knew. Yeah. Research. Uh, so, but however, he went back to England to visit the colony only to find that his father had died. Oh. <laughs> well. Depressing. That's a, well, I guess in those days you didn't have email or Skype yeah, and well things like right, that, so right. you wouldn't it's know like, if someone died. I can't wait to see Dad. <laughs> oh, no. Six, six months' journey. Yeah, he died three years ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But his father... Could have sent a letter. <laughs> his father ran a hotel in Stepney in London well. called... The Maid and Magpie Hotel. Past tense, he's dead now. Past tense, well, that's right. So his dad had died a month before he got there. Mm -hmm. But George was absolutely devastated by this. He kind of went through a sense of loss and belonging. How well, that's that strange. <laughs> that quickly changed when he found out he had inherited an extremely large fortune. Hooray! Hooray! So he came into a large fortune and decided to travel back to South Australia and purchase a piece of land which we now know as Stepney. Excellent. So good things come from dead parents. <laughs> Absolutely not. But, uh, well, it's history, so a lot well, of, there's yeah, a lot of right. death that's, in history. Yeah, a lot of death. Um, so he came into a large fortune, but though he still had the sense of loss. And he wanted to recreate the village of Stepney from London in South Australia itself. Brick by brick? Abs pretty much, actually. Okay. So the first thing he did was built the Maiden Magpie okay. Hotel. Okay. Uh, and then he called the section Stepney after the borough in London. Uh -huh. Then he decided to cut up the land and sell it in extremely small blocks for the time. Now, this is kind of... Yeah, absolutely genius. Oh, yeah. He's like the original Hickenbotham developer, I think. He's like, look, we'll, we'll make it as small as possible. Yep. Uh, just cram them all in and there will be absolutely no trouble at all. Uh, everyone just <laughs> lives on top of each other. Okay, Frank yep. says. So at this time, you could purchase a block in Stepney for about £15. Pounds. So okay, which, is really which in those days, which, which in today's money would be at least £17. Pounds. Yeah, so. or, or about 32 kilos, uh, yeah, depending oh, on how you go. Yeah, yeah. However, he kind of made a mistake to recreate Stepney as closely as yeah. possible. Okay. <laughs> brick by brick. Toothless London <laughs> prostitute by toothless London prostitute. Yeah. Pretty much, yep. actually. First step, he made the streets extremely narrow, which you can probably still see today, remnants of that. Yep. But extremely narrow streets. Just like the streets of London. Yep. Uh, and a meeting of buyers was held. He's like, hey, come to the Maiden Magpie Hotel. We'll have a meeting about what this suburb's going to be all about. Crap. <laughs> and, um, you know, you can have your say on how the suburb's going to be built. A few people came along. Well, actually, most residents came along and said, great idea, great location, but your streets are way too narrow. Yeah, and also, like, at this time, it, it, you know, we obviously didn't have the population that we had now, so there was lots of space and lots of room. Mm. So people were coming along, and he was saying, oh, you can buy a block of land for a good price, but it's really small yep. and on a narrow street and the only benefit would be access to the city. That's right. Uh, and in the city, there's only like three shops. <laughs> uh, Still like no Sunday trading yeah, hours. A le yeah, yeah. <laughs> a leather tannery and, yeah. uh, a, uh, a, and grog, a grog shop. And 40 Pilates signs. Yeah, that's right. We got. And 40 Pilates signs. And so it's like, well, so is this money well spent? George heeded these buyers' concerns. He went away and he thought about it. And he did absolutely nothing. Okay. So like, George... Yeah, we'll just, we'll just, we'll go with what we've got. He, yeah, he yeah. basically established local council in South Australia is what oh, it sounds okay, like. Okay. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. That's where we get the, uh, 
th that system. Excellent. Yeah, that's right. Now, there were large amounts of early German settlers uh, in the land. Uh, notable members of the community included Hans Heysen, the famous painter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is he the armless painter? No, he's not the armless painter. We're not, we're not allowed to mention that. Go on. Uh, and Carl Laubman of Laubman and Pank. Oh, the, um, of course. Uh, glasses no people. Glasses people. Right. Anyway. Uh, but Stepney oh, was... the glasses people. Okay. <laughs> and you point at me because I've got glasses. Yeah, well, assume I, I assumed I you'd know. Okay. Where do you go? Specsavers. Oh, you tight ass. <laughs> Uh, but Stepney was a place where a settler could buy a piece of land really cheap in a new colony, which was great, which was great. However, uh, because he wanted to replicate it as closely as possible to London, right. George decided to make the area full of actual slums. Like, he purposely built slums. Okay. Yep. So Having, having spent a lot of my childhood in London, I can tell you that's, uh, <laughs> that's a fair assessment. Okay, cool. Do we have to make an announcement, Gus? Oh. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. What car? That's my car. No. <laughs> hey. That's actually my car. Tell you what. There he goes. Who wants to go move the White Falcon? Hey. All right. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. <laughs> You'll be fine. I do much more than that. Thanks to the Little Bang Brewery. And, Thank you. And he was never seen again. <laughs> And neither was the car. So, yeah. It's just gone. And what have we learned about the history of Stepney? <laughs> Complete with slums. Very I little has changed. So, he actually built slums to recreate Stepney in London as closely as possible. Now, okay. uh, despite its humble beginning... And this is 1836, so I'm thinking like... No, it's like 1850s now. Okay, all right. So, I'm thinking, uh, you know, I, I don't know much about Stepney in London, but I'm thinking like Whitechapel... Uh, you know, oh. in inner London, just That's right. like gin alley, people lying in a street corner, drunk. Yeah, we're gonna get uh, to all of that. No teeth. Mm. Um, yeah, offering <laughs> to for late Ooh, strangers. Uh, hello. <laughs> as they walk past with not suitable for fourteen-year-olds. We, we we did mention gambling. <laughs> well, he'd have to look up what that word means. Which you know, he's not gonna do. If that, a fourteen-year-old doesn't know that yeah, by yeah, now, yeah. with the internet, there's uh, there's serious issues very, going very, on. Very true. Um, so, as the population started to grow, so did a lot of trouble. Oh, of course. In the early 1860s, Stepney was the haunt of some rather colourful characters who operated around Adelaide's parklands. One of whom was called... Bevan Spencer Von Arnett. <laughs> oh. Whenever we mention that name, we get a really <laughs> bad reaction, and we quite often mention it. <laughs> you said Adelaide's parklands, so, you know. Uh, so, one of these was named Captain Moonlight. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like a superhero name, but actually he just like shanks people <laughs> in alleyways. He's uh, he's not rescuing anybody. He's uh, he's just defecating on doorsteps. <laughs> so uh, well, Captain Moonlight was what was known at the time as a highwayman. Now, a highwayman is a type of thief who robbed people. Yep. By his horse, so he'd rock up next to people while he's on a horse. Oh, he bought it back. Look at that. He's oh, like, didn't see that coming. He's like, nah. <laughs> he's like, nah. It's a piece of shit. I didn't want it. Thanks, mate. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> so uh, he travelled by horse and would thrust a murderous-looking weapon into yep. people's faces and mm -hmm. be like, "Give us all your money," yep. kind of thing. Bandana on the face. I assume so. Yep. Yep. So yep. that's that's standard for a highwayman. He'd shove something in their face. Take it. Not like that. Yeah. Take away their that, valuables. That happens quite a bit in Stepney. <laughs> and he was far away before help was at hand because he was on horseback. Oh, okay. 
So he escaped justice for right. uh, some time, but made quite a name for himself in Stepney. People would be like, don't go to Stepney. There's like a robber going around the place. Captain Called Moonlight. Captain Moonlight. Captain Moonlight. Was yeah. he a captain? He was probably just a... I don't... Probably self-promoted. Like who, who just... <laughs> like, yeah. So it's, it's got to be self-promoted, right? Because if you have a nickname like Captain Moonlight... Either you are an actual captain and you gain that, re- or you, and that's where you get the name from, or you go around telling people that your name is Captain Moonlight because yeah. no one's going to give you a rank if you're just like a hardened criminal that pulls a <laughs> weapon on people. They're like, but that's why, yeah, yeah. So, yeah so start with Sergeant Moonlight. Moonlight. And every, every, well, he started as like Lance Corporal Moonlight and he just worked his way. <laughs> every time he robbed somebody, they were like, ha, huh, he gets another star. <laughs> oh, Inspector Moonlight, how do Inspector, you do, sir? Yeah, that's right. Chief Please inspe- take my wallet. Chief Inspector Moonlight, that's right. Yeah. So, um, also, great name for a punk band, by the way. Captain Moonlight, if you, yeah. If you lived in Stepney and you wanted to start a punk band, that would be the name to go for. As a little throwback reference to that bit of history. <laughs> Captain Moonlight and Captain the Robbers, Moon. yeah. Yeah, Captain cool. Moonlight and the Scallywags or something like that. Yeah. So, the he was... You know, getting known within the area. Uh, however, one day yep. they ended up catching with him. Catching, catching it, with him? They ca- caught up to him and arrested him. Oh, now, to the surprise of... And ev- then he gets, to, like, he drops a rank then. <laughs> yeah, it's like it. it goes the other way. It's like, okay, like, back oh, you go. Lieutenant Moonlight now. <laughs> so, but to the surprise of everyone, they they thought they, you know, he was shoving a pistol in people's faces. Uh-huh. To the surprise of everyone, he was actually just using his pipe, like his smoking pipe, and putting that in people's faces. Oh, that makes it okay then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, the, he the, avoided one the, charge the that sleep, way. The sleepless nights that all those people have experienced as a result of the uh, the trauma of getting held up. <laughs> uh, that's fine. That's, it's, that's all resolved because he was just using a pipe, so yeah. we can forgive him. It was all... Uh, what, a, what a cheeky chappy. <laughs> yeah. He only, took, he only took 14 pounds, which in those days was at least 16 pounds. Well, you, could buy, you could buy a block of land for that yeah, with, exactly. with some haggling. That's how, that's, yeah, that's, that's, how he, that's how he got caught. He was right. like, uh, put it under uh, mo- Moonlight. What's that? What's that? First name? Carl. <laughs> Carl Moonlight. Anyway, Carl Moonlight was caught one day. Sergeant Carl Moonlight was caught one day. And they found that the ruse was all smoke and mirrors. Oh, Oh, come on. I rehearsed that joke and everything. My wife told me not to do it, but (laughs) I went with it. And she was correct. She was correct. (laughs) However, he spent some time in Adelaide jail. As you uh, do. uh, Where he entirely reformed his character. Bullshit. And became a respectable member of society. He's he's like uh, Sarah Sarah Francisco. She, uh, She spent enough time in jail that she eventually decided to start working for the Salvation Army. Yeah. Which in many ways is... More damaging to the community than just <laughs> robbing people. Um, but go on. Uh, so he spent some time in Adelaide jail, reformed his character, and when he was released, he went on to become a regular churchgoer and the pipe organist at the local church. Well done. Well done. Where did he learn that? <laughs> again, again with the pipes, though. Again with the pipes. <laughs> that was kind of his thing, Recurring wasn't it? Theme. <laughs> yeah. Um, where did he learn to play the pipe organ? Because if you already had that skill, why wasn't he doing that? <laughs> As a, as a vocation, oh, that would have been like a, well, a decent vocation back in those days because everyone went to church and we are the city of churches. Mm-hmm. So if he, if he knew how to play the pipe organ, why didn't he just make money from doing that rather than robbing people? I don't know. Um, probably not, a mon- not enough money in pipe yeah, organs. Yeah, okay, okay. Not You're not going to make 14 pipe. pounds playing no, a pipe. No, that's right, that's right. You, honest, you've got to hold a pipe to someone's throat and make them <laughs> give you... you know, Fair enough. I've been yeah. doing this all wrong my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it, in many ways, it's still the, still the same now. So... After Captain Moonlight had his day in Stepney, it was time for a new captain in town. All right. Do you want to guess the name? Um, Have a guess. Captain Sunlight. Oh. Keep going. Because I've uh, lost my spot. Keep going until captain, I find it. There he is. Uh, 
Captain Scarlet? No. <laughs> Going through. Uh, um, it was time to make way for a new local captain. Captain South Australia. Like oh, that would be like awesome. Captain America, but just like a lot quieter and with a weird accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to dance. Yeah. It's yeah. Time to, yeah, that's it, yeah. Go Thanks, down mate. You got it. <laughs> um, it was time for Captain Thunderbolt to take captain the stage. Captain Thunderbolt. That's okay. a sick name, isn't it? It is, it is. But isn't yeah. that a lightning bolt? Yeah. Thunder's just the noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Captain, not very literate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people were back then, well, actually. Well, fair enough. Well. Or now. Now, Captain Thunderbolt was a Yorkshire man. Can I have a Yorkshire accent, please, Tom? Uh, so, Yorkshire would be a uh, lead you if you're from, hey, up from Yorkshire. Hey. Uh, yeah, Captain Thunderbolt. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, used to, I, I was a protege of uh, Captain Moonlight. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he got caught, so I now have to be the... Uh, Upgraded the 2.0, if you like, of Captain Moonlight, <laughs> uh, and uh, so I don't, I don't rob people with a pipe. Uh, I actually use a real weapon um, <laughs> because um, in that, in those instances, you're actually likely to get money out of them rather than just um, making them shit their pants and then later them figuring out that you weren't actually uh, carrying a weapon at all. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's my approach. Uh, I at least use a knife or something of that nature. He does actually, but oh, well, there you go. He was a real robber, but he was a robber with a bit of a conscience. Bullshit. No, no. Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. No, if you're robbing people, you don't have a conscience. That's well, one one evening, Richard Dawes, a carpenter. Oh, was he, was he a uh, Peter uh, uh, Peter Pan, <laughs> a uh, Robin Hood type character? He, sort of he was a Robin. The, took from the rich and gave to the poor. Gave to the Dawes. Oh, okay. No. Richard Dawes, a carpenter of Paynham, was returning home from work one evening and suddenly attacked by Captain Thunderbolt, demanding his money. Uh, Dawes, give me your money, you bastard. <laughs> Dawes handed him his purse, which only had a... Why have you got a purse? <laughs> You're a man. Why don't you, why aren't you carrying a wallet? It's my purse. It's where I keep, you know, I can never find anything in here. <laughs> What's in this purse? There's only a few coins in the purse. And lipstick. <laughs> so he, Captain Thunderbolt found only a few coins of little value. Ugh. And Captain, Bolt, Captain Thunderbolt saw this and said, Oh, I see you're a poor man like myself and I don't want to injure you. Off you go, my good I've man. I've already scared the shit out of you, <laughs> but I'll give you back your three pounds and let you go on your merry way. Yeah, that's what he did. He handed his purse back oh. in and made off. What made a off. nice guy. Yeah. So if he hadn't have ha if he had have had money in his purse, oh he yeah, he would have shanked him. him. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> if he did, let's say he he's just as poor as he always was or was in the, this instant, but he had he just happened to have left the bank mm. after collecting his wages. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, he would have just been like, well. Well, you're rich. Well, you're rich. Looks like I've done all right for yep. myself. <laughs> but so, oh, he didn't have a conscience at all. He's a piece of dirt. Well, in another instance, Captain... Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Convince me. Uh, exhibit B. Oh. In another instance, Captain Thunderbolt did take some money and jewellery from a gentleman. And a police report in the newspaper said a man was robbed by Captain Thunderbolt taking money and valuable possessions, including a gold ring. Later that week, oh. Captain Thunderbolt wrote to the newspaper saying... This report is entirely false. It wasn't a gold ring. It's nickel and it's worthless. <laughs> <laughs> I've sent it back to the police station where he can collect it if he wants it so badly. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You know that guy who got robbed was just trying to do an insurance job or something? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. He was, he was like, oh, it was definitely gold. My wife gave it to me. Where on the, on the nickel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get some cash here. <laughs> so Captain Thunderbolt. Probably took it to Cashies or something, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah this is yeah. this is worth nothing." He's like, yeah. oh. one of his fences, and they were like, "No, we're not we're not taking this. It's not real gold." Because like, I read in the newspaper it's real gold. <laughs>
Absolutely. So I like how that's how people communicated as well back in the day. It's like, let's just write to the newspaper to shame the guy who's claiming yeah. he had a and gold ring. And then he's ring. also reading that newspaper because yeah. there's only like 14 people <laughs> living in the town. And he's like, yep, that was me. All right, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll write in a complaint letter uh, to, <laughs> to point out the inaccuracies in his claims. Uh, the captain continued his crimes in the city of Paynham and Stepney uh, until the long arm of the law caught up with him Again. and he was jailed. All right, that so just like uh, Captain Moonlight, Captain Thunderbolt. He wasn't really heard from again. I couldn't find much. Wasn't really. Did he call himself Captain Thunderbolt because he was so impressed? It was like he was emulating Captain Moonlight. He was like, uh, he wanted I'd to be I'd assume like so. Him. I'd assume so. Okay. So at this time, everyone, if you wanted to be a kind of notorious robber, you had to at least reach captain status before you could. I would say so. Yeah. I would okay. say so. All right. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. Starts off as like, you're a beggar. Yeah. Then it goes on to yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, a yeah. panhandler. So yep. wh- what comes next? Well, there's no more captains. Oh, okay. Oh, let's make a captain today. Who wants to go rob someone? Let's yeah. do it. Captain, what's your name? Uh, Tom. <laughs> we're going to have to We've been work. Doing we're going to podcast w- together for 12 months. <laughs> we're we're going to workshop this a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be Captain Captain Lightning yep. Lightning Face. I'll be Captain David Bowie. Uh, well, I'll be Captain Squid on the Wall. Okay. Squid on the Wall. Captain Little Bang. There we go. Yeah, Captain, Captain Little Bang. Bang. Yeah, why not? Captain Little Bang, the next captain to take over. Excellent. But by the 1870s, Stepney was extremely overcrowded contained many small houses with tiny backyards and absolutely no drainage at all. So... Just a shithole. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just... Is, is that really that different from now? Oh, well, no, we'll get to that. Okay, all right, go on. It was became known as a disease for, like, a, a hotbed for disease and fever. Oh, but the houses, want. however, gave Stepney much of its racy nature, which the inhibitors... Sort racy of, nature? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're getting right, there. cool. They developed some they used, strength... This is where they used to have the Grand Prix. <laughs> Aha! Uh, get out. Get out. <laughs> so, but in the late 1870s, the struggles of life in Stepney started to evidence themselves within members of the community. Oh, that's not good. Thus began the pirates. You mean people are going to start robbing people at, like, <laughs> you know, at, at Pipe Point? Uh, pretty much, no. Enter the Firewood Pirate Gang. Oh! Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. This you is like a shit down market version of Gangs of New York. Isn't it? It's like really good. <laughs> gangs of Stepney. <laughs> gangs of Stepney. So basically what this gang would do is they would go to houses that had firewood, take all the firewood and just Ooh. go... Because I, I guess that was a commodity or something back in the day. We're take taking your firewood, you bastard. <laughs> they, or if there was no loose firewood... There's no loose firewood. They got a, they got a whole bunch of dynamite. We're going to get some dynamite. <laughs> Shoved it in, like, the trunks of trees. We're going to shove it in the trunk of your tree. Blew up the trees. Blew up the tree. And there's firewood. And then we got your firewood. <laughs> you didn't think of that, did you? <laughs> you bastard. So it became such a frequent occurrence that... They would just blow up trees. They would just blow up trees to get firewood. Who blows up a tree? I don't know. <laughs> just chop it down. <laughs> ah, it's not the way we do it. No, I, uh, it was dynamite that, like... Re- cheap and readily available. It I'm was, it was easier to just, so? Rather than getting a saw blade and just putting in 20 minutes of work, yeah. you just blow up the tree. You just blow up the tree But instead. then you've still got to chop the tree. Why you, like, you blow up the tree, it goes up and comes down again. You've still got to yeah, chop what? the tree up. <laughs> yeah. so and they would have lost some limbs or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. there would have been so many. <laughs> what? What? Uh, just, just leave that joke there, Dan. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realise limbs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Thanks, you, guys. You realised. You no, I didn't realise. You knew exactly No, no where this got. joke was going is they would have lost limbs, hence the peg legs, but luckily they've got oh. some wood for that. Oh. So that's where we were going with go, that joke. I can see the trunk of what you're trying to do. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. just going to branch on to the next yeah, section. Yeah, branch that yeah, right. Anyway, so it became such a frequent occurrence in Stepney that people were just blowing up their trees that a resident wrote to the paper and you know whenever... Stop blowing up the trees? <laughs> You know, whenever a resident writes to the paper, it's just some angry, yeah. old, bitter... Dear the advertiser. <laughs> I have an axe to grind about people a different colour to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Signed, Caleb Bond. <laughs> so, it was such a frequent occurrence that James Borthwick of Stepney... He was the Caleb Bond of <laughs> 1872? Wrote, no, he was over 20. Uh, oh, he okay. wrote He wrote this plea to the and newspaper. And not a complete wanker. He wrote... Th well, listen to this. Oh, he okay. wrote this plea... I stand corrected. <laughs> he wrote this plea to the newspaper in 1879. That's a dog. This is becoming such a frequent occurrence in our neighbourhood that it is high time for citizens to take action. Oh, no amount you can of tell you can tell him. <laughs> no amount of police surveillance could entirely stop could the nuisance. Police surveillance. Uh, yeah. It's a combination of peace, police surveillance and police conservation. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Well, they want to save the trees. They want to save the trees, but also survey the people that are blowing up the That's trees. That's exactly right. Boom. Consulavalence. It, it remains and well, it remains for the householders to take vigilante action in oh, this case. Well, of course. Here's where it picks up a notch. You always want vigilante action if someone's blowing up trees. And should any of my nocturnal visitors have their families decimated... Yeah, that, sounds like, that just sounds like he's a prostitute. <laughs> any of their limbs blown off, they only have themselves to thank. So, hang on, hang on. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to kill them and their families. <laughs> but also, describing them as nocturnal visitors is just hilarious. And then he's saying, if I catch you... I'm going to blow your limbs off. And kill your family. And kill your... Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got dark. I got oh, really it gets, dark. It, it gets darker. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I shall look forward with fiendish joy to the first accounts in your columns of the mutilation of my enemies. <laughs> this guy's actually going to just go out and kill the people what that are taking his wood. Yeah, so this is like... Uh, oh, you need wood to survive and not die, do you? This yeah. isn't like a fun vigilante. This isn't like Batman. <laughs> Now, this is Captain Moonlight yeah, status. Yeah, this is, this is like, I'm going to go out there into the community and just hurt people yeah. because you blew up my tree. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Bloody hippies. <laughs> so, now there's just a gang of pirates roaming this neighbourhood willy-nilly, blowing up trees, and angry old codgers are like, I'm going to kill them and their families. I love the trees and I hate people. <laughs> it, was, it was the roughest area. It was rough, I tell you. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield joke time? Yeah. Hey, so rough, we... Um, I can't think of one. Uh, <laughs> hey, I grew up in a neighbourhood so rough, I used to play hopscotch on uh, body outlines. Hey, that was, I think that was one go. of his jokes. There we go, there we go. Uh, so, but Stepney didn't get any better. Uh, Absolutely. There were two high-profile high murders in 1879 and in 1880, uh, which one of them was right on the corner of this street, Union Street and Stepney Street. What was the name, who, what was the name of the Yeah, person? represent. <laughs> who, who, who was it that was murdered? Uh, uh, it gets pretty dark. I didn't want to go into it, but her husband murdered his wife. Okay. But what Why are you the, laughing? What was, what was the name? I couldn't tell you. I'd Not that high out. profile. <laughs> um, but it was certainly the wrong side of town for the late 1800s. <laughs> now, right. the slums of Stepney continued to grow and What's grow. What's the wrong side of town now, Dan? Uh, <laughs> where's everyone from? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I think there's better parts of town than oh, others. Okay. Go on. City of Tea Tree Gully is absolutely wonderful, mm -hmm. I must say. 
The, the northeastern suburbs is where it's at. No, the northeastern suburbs. It's northeastern is a thing. Okay. Every episode, I say northeastern suburbs is a thing because that's where I live, but Tom says it's just northern there's, suburbs. There's only the northern suburbs. Anything north of Grand Junction is the northern suburbs. It's not. There's <laughs> a big difference. Uh, but anyway, the slums of Stepney continued to grow into the northern suburbs of the 1920s. That's right. <laughs> um, it gotten so bad that even it was just being brought up in Parliament, like, what do we do with this absolute hellhole? Uh, and, uh-huh, of course, uh-huh. the government did absolutely nothing about it. <laughs> so, not that different from the government of today. Pretty much. Yeah, this, is, yeah. this is how we started and this is how we're ending. Yeah. Uh, in the 1930s, uh, illegal gambling car clubs... Oh. Continued to thrive in Stepney. Don't mind a bit of that. This is before you could get on the pokies. So <laughs> dice in an alleyway was pretty much all you had, right? Well, they actually set up houses that just looked like normal residential properties and then people would just know these as gambling houses okay. and then they'll go yep. into them. There'd be a police raid. So I actually looked up... Kind of like now with knocking shops. Well, how would you know? Exactly. How would you know? (laughs) Just a big number out the front. Nothing sus about that. (laughs) Allegedly. Uh, But uh, they became so prevalent that there was basically one on every street. Now, I went on to... We don't want to walk too far to to roll some dice. It essentially is the pokies. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's like for people who have problems, get in there. Here's your free biscuits. Give us your money. Here's your your free biscuits and soup. (laughs) Soup? Yeah. Where are you going? Oh, the... uh, the Woodville Hotel, they love a bit of soup. Really? Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't you remember, Dan, back in the day? Oh, yeah. We used to work right next to the Woodville Hotel. This is how we met each other, actually. Yeah, we worked with yeah. And if we ever didn't have money for lunch, we'd just go to the pokey room and get their food. Yeah. We, we, we had a, um, and there was a, a, an IGA next door where they used to sell, um, like, uh, scratch cards. And we'd go in there and get scratch cards. We had a colleague who's here tonight, actually. Um, <laughs> and uh, she, she told us off one day because she found, like, 20 used scratch cards in Dan's uh, work drawer... <laughs> Because we'd been uh, buying scratch cards, and uh, and so we were like, okay, yeah, fair enough. She's like, you've got a gambling problem. You guys need to tone it down. Okay, fair enough. We decided to make some changes and stop buying scratch cards. A couple of months later, we decided to go for a drink at the pub next door, and uh, this colleague put two dollars in the pokies. <laughs> so, uh, judging us, uh, you've got a gambling problem of your own. So she didn't even get a free bowl of soup. No, that's right. Didn't even get the free soup. So. so I looked up, uh, I searched the Trove, which is like a, a, a base of all the old magazines from like the early 1900s, and I looked up Union Street, Stepney, and uh-huh. that's where I found the murder on the corner. Okay. But there was Grim. also an illegal gambling club on Excellent. this street. I'm pretty sure when you go outside, it's either the next place or the one down from that. Let's go it's with the next place, because the next place looks awful. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks... The guy who owns it here is yeah, like, oh. yeah. Sorry, sorry if that's your house, but oh my gosh. Yeah, do, get it a landscaper not, in. Is, yeah, it is not in good condition. Yeah. But, um, and yeah, you can still you, probably worth like <laughs> half a million. Yeah. Just, you, you know, can just hear, you can just hear the pokey noises coming yeah. from it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we picked the same one. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> we do have a gambling problem. Yeah, don't we all? Um, however, after World War II, Stepney underwent great change as a suburb. All right. Uh, and large got num- bombed, did it? <laughs> well, in About a sense. About 15 quid's worth of damage. Hey, one block. Uh, large numbers of refugee from war-torn Europe moved in. Oh, excellent. It is good. I, oh, thought, I thought you were going to... Excellent, excellent for them. Yeah, that, yeah, no, that's right. It was a new flux of immigrant. It brought culture. It brought families. It brought young people to the place. And that's a scary point when, when you, get, you come from war-torn Europe and you're like, this is a nice place. <laughs> and it's just literally just a slum with gambling dens on every corner and people getting murdered. And you're like... This is great. <laughs> oh, this is all right. Hey, I can't hear the Luftwaffe, so it's, it's all right. <laughs> so uh, the, it kind of rapidly grew and became an area for young immigrant families to live. However, 
it was a time where the city of Adelaide was becoming a lot larger and they needed to make, you know, the streets were still narrow and they needed to make some headway Fix into, it up. into the city. Yep. So they just decided... Narrow streets, narrow minds. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that around. Come on. <laughs> so they just decided to bulldoze, bulldoze, or they didn't have bulldozers back then, but demolish a whole bunch of houses. Yep. But in some situations, they didn't let the residents know that their house was being demolished, or they didn't. They got the letter. They didn't speak English, and were like, "Oh, oh well, this means nothing." We've seen this before. When, uh, and all on. of a sudden, it's just this <laughs> reminds me of the. Um, do you remember when we did the episode on the Adelaide tsunami? Yes, we and, did. Uh, Hilarious episode, by the way. Yeah, so Adelaide, uh, you know, some clairvoyant predicted that there was going to be a tsunami that would wipe out Adelaide, and a whole range of people got really freaked out and started selling their beachside properties. So people that were living down in, like, really, like, affluent suburbs now, like, you know, Brighton, Glenelg, yep. stuff like that, were selling their properties because they were worried that a tsunami was going to wipe out the city. And the reason was they didn't speak very good English, and they'd read it in the newspaper that this clairvoyant has oh. predicted that... A tsunami is going to wipe out the That's city. That's cool, man. <laughs> and um, they just assumed that it was. I'm really impressed with this. Just, just hold uh, up yeah, for yeah, a yeah, sec. It's really, it's really good. Uh, What's your record? Oh wow! Oh wow! That's well. pretty good. That's excellent. Well excellent. Done. Don't, oh, don't drop them. Anyway. All right. So yeah, it, people were like just demolishing the houses yep. that people were still living in. There became a kind of a homelessness situation for a while for a lot of young Im immigrants, mm -hmm. but then kind of moved on. Mm -hmm. So, but over the next few decades, so they went from living in cardboard box houses to <laughs> living in cardboard box houses. Yeah, pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. They were still like, "Oh, this is great. Yeah, There's it. no uh, tanks uh, coming through here." It's a a little bit less room, but less rent as well. So, you know. <laughs> but over the next few decades, due to its proximity to the city and the parklands and facilities, residential properties became highly sought after. Oh, they did indeed. A far call from the slums of yesteryear. Yeah. Just going to prove you can polish a turd. Yep, you can. And that's, right. that's, that's where right. we are. That's the story of Stepney. Excellent. A uh, whole range of history. And it's interesting how, like, house prices are just driven by location, right? So yeah, it's absolutely. like now... Even though it's you're probably buying a house that's like 50 years old and in terrible condition, yep. the fact that you're this close to the city means yeah, it's, it's going to cost you a lot of money. It's brilliant. So that's the story <laughs> of Stepney. Yeah, if you're a real estate developer. <laughs> well, I, I guess. So that's the story of Stepney. Thank you for listening. Um, is there any questions about Stepney? Does yeah. anyone have any interesting facts about Stepney? Yeah, anyway, anyone, anyone here live in Stepney or near Stepney? There we oh, go. Hello. It's yeah, not the house yeah, next yeah. door, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, thank God. Okay. Probably, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Tell them they're dreaming. I highly doubt it. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think immigrants weren't treated so well back then. And what's changed, back really? Then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my um, my grandma was a refugee uh, from the war and um, uh, moved here in like the fifties. Um, and uh, she bought. She couldn't afford much property. Uh, so she bought in a far oh, outer story. Uh, yeah. she's, she's still alive, actually. She bought in uh, one of the far outer suburbs, uh, which is now known as the city of Burnside. So she has this um, this uh, huge property suburbs. in Burnside. So, yeah. So. Well done. Yeah. So that's the story of Stepney. So. All right. Let's keep it you know off. what I have to say to that? Step into Stepney. Oh, uh, there we go. They I should become our sponsors. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I know that ad. Okay, let's move on to the next beer. Is everyone right. else going to get another beer or something? Do we want to take a couple of minutes? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do a break, I think. But um, let's just do a quick tasting before, because we've got four beers. We'll do two two per uh, recording. Thanks to Little Bang Brewing. So this, this is, is the, the Undercover Fashion Police. It's a New England-style IPA. Oh. Um, cheers to Stepney. Cheers. Cheers to Stepney. Thank well you very done. much. Well done, Captain Tom. Well done, everyone. We'll see you in a bit. 
but a bit of spillage here. Go grab yourself a drink, Lovely beer. ladies and gentlemen, and also try out the food as well. Beautiful Sri Lankan food next door. The food cart, it's outstanding. Uh, we will be back in about... Ten minutes. Ten minutes to record a little bonus episode for you. So we hope Ooh. you enjoyed it. Have a laugh. Have a low. It's at a low. We hope you all had a low. It's at a low.